Balake. Where is Balake at? There's no Balake here today. right guys we've got a new episode of the weekend recap coming at you fast and hard first off i'm your host blake aka balake and we are still knee deep in march madness the final four is set the nfl free agency is underway and the 2023 draft is closing in but before we get to all of that he is the man the myth the legend himself christopher crouch you're talking to the rolex Wearing diamond ring, wearing gift stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! <laughs> Look, man, I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. I, you have one of the best intros uh, coming into to sports radio. Period. I, I, I freaking love it, dude. How is your evening going? Oh, it's not too bad about yourself. Man, it depends on what you want to talk about first, but uh, if you're a Miami fan, it is officially final. You are looking at your final four, moving on, taking care of business here against Texas, 88-81. to This just happened. So, unfortunately, you guys won't be able to hear this until it hits the podcast, but hats off to Miami. One hell of a season, and again, these guys are heading to the final four, man. I mean, we wasn't wrong about it. they they went in and took care of business against the number two seed texas longhorns and i guarantee you miami is feeling awfully frosty i mean that's another song you can't get mad about right (laughs) <laughs> that's right yeah they, they unless, you're chris, up, unless you're chris tucker no not chris tucker chris rock <laughs> the wrong chris. too many chris's on this show right now <laughs> yeah i i tell you what miami looked good um uh they were down i actually I, I counted them out they uh they um they were down by 10 with uh it was three minutes left to go and they turned around and uh they proved me wrong, and uh, yeah, come out with a victory. It was, it was. They they fought really hard, and, and you got two Florida schools down in in South Florida that are that are going to the final four. Look at Florida showing out. They are, man. I mean, this state is loaded with talent, and uh, I, I was really hoping I was going to have another sound bite for us, but I'm so glad Patrick ain't on the line with us today because. Uh, I don't know if I could take the onslaught that was coming, man. I was really hoping to hit him up with some Rocky Top, but look, man, 
the the FAU must have been listening. <laughs> they didn't they didn't like the disrespect they was getting, and they certainly went and took care of business, man. I mean, number nine seed taking out a number four seed. I mean, yeah, it's not overly shocking, but that really sucks, dude. I mean, it's it. it I don't know what it is about Tennessee teams, man. It's it's when I was over there at the station there with John and those guys. I told him I was like, man. Tennessee is the moral victory of the world, <laughs> you know, home of the almost maybes. <laughs> you know, it sucks, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, you always you always can think about this if you're a Tennessee fan. You will always be a champion of life. Ooh. So, Ooh. you know, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, shots fired, man. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> don't, don't get too dead on yourself. I mean, you know, just brick by brick, everything brick will be better. Brick. I'm about to start throwing bricks. Where's that fool at nowadays? I don't even know. I don't want to know. Good God. Brick by brick. All right. So let me update the page real quick just so I know we're final on everything. So the final four, this thing's going to tip off Saturday, April 1st. You got Miami, number five Miami taking on four-seeded UConn. You have nine-seeded Florida Atlantic taking on five-seeded San Diego State. Uh, times to be determined. They haven't quite picked the, the time slots on this thing yet. But uh, look for that to be happening this Saturday, man. And this ain't no April Fool's joke. Miami made it. UConn made it. Florida Atlantic, I hate to say it, but they made it <laughs> in San Diego State. I was glad they took care of business against Alabama. I mean, I wasn't too mad about that a couple games ago, and then they went in there against Creighton, you know, Creighton Hall, and they handled business. So it's uh, it has certainly been a wild, wild March Madness, man. I mean, it's been mad. You know, it's did not see Florida Atlantic or San Diego State making it this far. I, I didn't even no. know who these teams really were. I mean, I've heard of Florida Atlantic thank to the NCAA uh, football game that they used to have that they might be bringing back. But, uh, yeah, outside of that, man, these are two nobody teams that have showed up to the Final Four. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that the, um, the Creighton and San Diego State game, it was on earlier today. And, man, you want to talk about a game. That, that was a heck of a game, and unfortunately it came down. There was a foul called with one second left on the clock, oh. and, you know, he hit he hit one of his two free throws, and that was that was the deciding factor. And, you know, it was uh, – that was that was a heck of a game that went down to the wire. And, you know, there's been there's been some real good games all, all March, you know. It really some, has been, man. This one has not yeah. disappointed unless you're a Alabama or Tennessee or – if you're an SEC fan, you're pretty sad right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we got – we had the most people in, I believe, and and now we have none. So, I mean, you know, it, it was it – was, kind of disappointing for the SEC to turn out you know Alabama and and Tennessee were kind of our last hopes and but you know I think I think all in all you know the SEC had a really had a really good year from top to bottom and they did it was a pretty strong season for the SEC man it's normally the ACC and the AAC and all these other conferences that really take over basketball but the SEC certainly showed out this year and they they are certainly a force to be reckoned with man Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and and they're really they're really starting to take over. You know, 
and make the SEC that big name again. You look at, you know, now that basketball season is over, you look at, you know, their baseball season, and if I'm not mistaken, there's 10 teams in the top 25 uh, from the SEC in the top five. I believe there are three in the top five. So, I mean, you know, SEC is powerhouse in, in, in every single sport, and it just shows you why, why you know, the SEC is the best the the best uh, uh, conference there is. Yeah, best conference in college football, man. I mean, you're not lying. Like you said, basketball, baseball, football. If you want to see who your best teams are, these guys reside in the top ten in all of those. So, I mean, hats off to, again, you know, all the people that didn't make it. Fantastic season. I mean, just to even be mentioned in the bracket, you know, that that's a huge accomplishment. But uh, – I, I want to touch on what Miami just did. You know, they, again, they were facing, what was it, number two seed here with the Texas Long, Longhorns. This North, I, I can't, I'm probably going to say his name wrong, but Norchad Omier. This dude yep. had nine rebounds, two assists, 11 points. I mean, we're not talking NBA blow me away numbers, but for him to get down there in the paint, that was huge. I mean, this dude was a presence in there. And you got Jordan Miller. You know, this dude puts up 27 points. You got uh, Isaiah Wong dropping 14. You got Nigel Pack, 15 points. You got, look, Wooga. Wooga was at it, man. 16 points, six rebounds, four assists. Look, I, why this crowd ain't yelling Wooga, Wooga, Wooga when he gets the ball? Is beyond me. Somebody get this dude a bobblehead. I mean, do something. But uh, as far as a team, man. I, I feel Miami has the makeup to do this. It's uh, been watching them all season long, you know, just from a distance. And you, you hear Isaiah Wong. I mean, that that's all you see trending across Facebook and ESPN and across the Miami and ACC pages, man. Isaiah Wong has certainly been a present all season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he in, – in, it wasn't – blow you out of the, or, you know, blow you away stat line. But, I mean, he came up clutch when he needed to. He made two free throws down towards the end where, you know, he needed it to put him up ahead. And then, you know, Miller, he had, I believe it was 13 for 13 at the line. And, you know, he knocked down the ones that iced the, that, that iced the game away. And, I mean, they have a, they've got a lot of fight in them and they've got, you know, They've got a real experienced coach, and and you know they could they they could be playing Monday for the championship. And I mean, wouldn't that be something if if they win and FAU win? It'll be a battle of South Florida for uh, the national championship. Oh man, look, I tell you what. I mean, that's how you're going to be here at home. Look, dude, it's it's certainly been a hell of a season now. Let's touch on Florida Atlantic because I, I hate to say it. They did beat Tennessee, so, I mean, that's impressive enough. But if you just go dive into their numbers, it just wasn't overly impressive. Like like Patrick was touching on, man, they don't have that one dude. You just got a bunch of dudes that are going to play the game and play it well. Like, uh, let's see here. We got John L. Davis. He is your... Scoring leader against the Tennessee Vols here. 15 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist. I mean, that's not blowing you away. Then you got Nicholas Boyd, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. Again, still not huge numbers, but you got somebody off the 
Off the bench, you got Brandon Weatherspoon, four points, seven rebounds, four assists. You got Michael Forrest off the bench. That's 11 points. You got, uh, oh, good God, I'm going to screw his name up. But uh, his last name is Golden. You know, this dude only puts up three points, but he gets seven rebounds. You know, and that that's the story I'm seeing here. Just rebound, 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 rebound. These guys just outplayed the Tennessee balls to the ball, hands down. And the oh, Tennessee yeah. balls could not hit their shots. I mean, their leading score was 10 points. 10 points. No, it was it was really a story of two halves. I mean, you know, Tennessee had kind of control of the first half, and then you know after halftime they came out and FAU started crashing the boards, and and the balls had them size wise. Yes, I mean it was it was a clear advantage height wise. Now they do for, have that seven foot for, one guy. I mean, it's I mean that they had a little bit of height on the balls, but yeah, man, it, it's yeah, but but. But what happened was, I mean, they even the guards, they all just came crashing down. They all just came crashing the boards, and they were able to out rebound, out rebound the balls in the second half. And I mean, that that's really what they were able to do. They had second chance points, and then you know they it was all work on the offensive and defensive glass. And you know Tennessee went cold for a little bit too, and and you know. FAU was able to get in the game and then ultimately, you know, take it over at, at towards the end. But, I mean, you know, I know we were all sitting there texting back and forth. I, I couldn't believe that that UT was letting them do that to them. I mean, oh, I you know, know you, would, you would have thought that, you know, yes, FAU might have been the quicker and in, in, in quicker team, but – you know, you would have you would have definitely thought the balls had it on the glass, but they 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 weren't able to, and and FAU just took it to them and was able to come out with the victory. I mean, it was a uh, it was a heck of a game, and I mean, you know, no no discredit to the balls. I mean, they had a great season, and but yeah, FA they just ran into the freight train that was FAU, and yeah, look, man. I ain't happy about it, but again, hats off to FAU, Florida Atlantic, man. These guys certainly came to play, and they played when it mattered. So, I mean, it's their own, not just beyond the Sweet 16, but they are now in the final freaking four, man. And I, I haven't been able to watch you in the, uh, the Creighton Hall games. How, how do you think this one's going to play out for Florida Atlantic? Do you think they got a fair shot there? It'll be it'll be interesting to see them. I mean, you know, they um, just when we all kind of count them out, they sit there and say, "Hold my beer," and and you know, watch this and take it over and say, "Keep doubting us and see what happens." So, I mean, you know, I don't want to say that that they won't be able to beat San Diego State. I think it'll be a good matchup. I think that you know, San Diego State is going to want to keep keep you know, the the score low, and, I mean, you know, whoever, I think if FAU does the same thing against the class and, you know, the way that they manage their players' minutes, they have to be, you know, the freshest team out there. I mean, I know you're going to get a weak break, but you've got to think that they're, they're the freshest team out there by the, by the way that the coach plays their minutes. You know, we oh, kind exactly, of alluded man. to it last week. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I think – 
I, I, I would like to see FAU get across it. I mean, but it, you just you look at the Final Four this year. There's not, you know, the blue bloods that are there. You look at it last year, and it was Duke and Carolina and, and um, UCLA. And, I mean, it was, it was all of the blue bloods last year. And then this year, you know, UConn is the really the only in, – and in Miami, I, yeah, I guess. But, you know, they're the only basketball schools that – which – it's really UConn is the only basketball school that's that's there that's in the Final Four, and I mean it's 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 neat to see. I think I think we'll see more of this with the transfer portal. You know, people being able to go out and get you know the players that they need and stuff like that. But I mean, it should it should be a interesting Saturday, and then it should be an interesting uh, championship game on Monday. I look forward to it, man. Look, like you mentioned, that transfer portal, you know, it's we talked about this a little bit last week. You know, you have these schools that just have a legacy of just greatness when it comes to basketball and, you know, March Madness in itself. But the NIL deals and this transfer portal, dude, has absolutely leveled the playing field. It went from, hey, you can come here and win championships because that's what we're known for versus, hey, Money talks. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. So, and this is what I like about the uh, the bracket here, you know. I mean, granted, you got a lot of teams in the uh, the NCAA bracket. But uh, I kind of – I'm really looking forward to some expansion here, which is football, you know, as far as the playoff games go. Because when you just pack in the four same people over and over again, you just really lose interest, man. And this is what makes this bracket so special with basketball. Florida Atlantic, San Diego State. These guys have a stage now. Creighton, you know, again, I never knew who these guys were, but they had a stage there at the Elite Eight. So, I mean, you, you can't be mad about the system. I, I like the way this thing has worked out. I mean, as a, as a Vols fan, it sucks for me. But, hey, if you don't play your best game when it matters in March, it doesn't matter. So, hats off again to all these guys. Uh I do want to switch things up a little bit, though. You know, we gave a whole lot of love to March Madness and everybody in it last week. But uh, March is mad for several reasons. We got a whole lot of stuff going on in the NFL, man. I mean, not just to mention the drama around Aaron Rodgers, now the new drama circulating around uh, Lamar Jackson. But the Tennessee Titans, man, they've been making some moves in this offseason, and uh, I've been hearing some rumors that I am not a fan of, but uh, let's touch real quick on some of the free agents that they've just signed here. You got a cornerback from Tampa Bay, you know, Sean Murphy Button. You know, he signs with the Titans. I'm trying to see what we – no, I'm not seeing the the layout of the contract, but you got Sean Murphy Bunting, you know, Got needs at cornerback. We got some health issues there. You get an offensive lineman, Daniel Brunskill, you know, and this dude went out and said, the reason I came here is because they run the freaking ball, you know, and now the Titans, they've lost, you know, David Long Jr., you know, so we've had some casualties here on the uh, the Tennessee Titans. So they go out and sign a linebacker, Aziz Alshair, and they sign Luke Guilford as well. So, I mean, the Titans, they haven't made that big name splash this offseason like I think most Titan fans were hoping. 
But uh, I'm hoping we aren't on the receiving end of a splash, you know, because I've heard rumors about Derrick Henry. I've heard rumors about Kevin Byard. And, you know, and then you got all the stuff going on with Jeff Jeffrey Simmons. You know, I love me some big Jeff. You know, I hope they can finally get something figured out and get, you know, get an extension. You know, I mean, I know he's we still got some time with him, but let's get this deal done, <laughs> you know, because between – I would say Landry, Kevin Byard, Derrick Henry, and Jeffrey Simmons. That is our identity, man. I, I can't see the Titans moving on without any of these dudes and being on the same path. You know? I mean, how do you feel about that? Oh, no. No, I completely agree with you. And, you know, the the whole, there's a whole lot to unwrap. So we can go with. Let's go with the Derrick Henry stuff. Okay, so everybody is, you know, up in arms with the Derrick Henry and, <clears throat> and rumors of trading him and see what he's worth and see what you can get out of him and, you know, this, that, and the other. The way that the running backs are valued in today's NFL, we may think, and he rightfully is, <clears throat> one of the best running backs in the league, but – you're, I, I would say at most you're going to get a second or a third round pick for him because of the mileage that you have given him. I mean, you got to think he would have had four consecutive seasons. I think it's four consecutive seasons of over 300 carries. Yeah. And the only reason that he didn't have the four consecutive ones was because he he you know got his, he broke his foot. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. You know, your teams aren't – yes, he is a big, imposing back. And, I mean, we – all of us Tennessee fans know what, you know, he can do. And, and the league knows what he can do and has seen it. But the way that that running backs are valued, that we're, we're not going to get what you think out of him. And, and this may be just something that, you know, they're trying to go ahead and you know, look at his contract for future ref or for you know for future needs and things like that to see what they can get him. But even even after that, I mean, we can tag him for two more years and then be done with him. I mean, it's a it's a crude 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 system and things like that. But I mean, if you're looking at it, that's how that's that's what you can do. And I don't think that the Titans are in a spot right now, unless you're completely wanting to blow it up and and rebuild the whole thing. The Titans are not in a spot to let him go. Uh, you know, one, I don't think you're going to get enough for him. And two, I just, uh, he is, he is too much of your identity on, on the field. Look, I'm to right there with you. Be able to do anything with him. I don't see these guys. I mean, if they go and try to – if they trade Derrick Henry, you have just said we gave up on this season. You know, yep. Hands down. Because you certainly have not done anything to create weapons <laughs> on the offensive side of things at, at wide receiver. You know, and there's certainly not a backup capable of carrying the load that Derrick Henry has been shown to be able to do. So if you get rid of Derrick Henry, the 2023 season is in the back. You are playing for that first overall pick. And, my God, look, I don't want to see a GM come in and concede the season. 
you know, especially when you are in line to be able to still win this division. We got some pieces we can bring around, you know. I, I, I follow all these Titan pages, and you see how they've gone after, you know, conversations about, you know, Derrick Henry and Kevin Byard and all these other guys that have been staples for this team, you know. You, you, you've trimmed, in my opinion, you've gone ahead and taken care of the, uh, the salary cap. You've trimmed what you needed to trim. Let the draft play out now. You know, if you aren't well, going to go make that big splash, you know, and, and get that high-value guy that requires you to make that kind of move, just play out the draft, man. There's a lot of talent in there. Well, and, and that's, and, you know, and that brings me to the next one with Bayard asking Bayard for a pay cut. I know. One, Bayard is the last person you need to be asking for a pay cut. And Has two, not we, a game. Well, we, we have – if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the second or third most cap room in the NFL. Why? Why are we? Why are we hoarding the money? Why are we not trying to go out? Now, I've heard, I've heard, you know, things about oh well, or now we have a percentage, or we have a good shot at getting um, Lamar Jackson. Don't want him. Don't need him. Don't know. Don't want him at all. But I, I'm just I'm wondering. Well, real quick on the Lamar Jackson thing. Look, it, a lot of people still might think I'm crazy for saying it, but him and Deshaun Watson have bust written all over them. Granted, he's gone and won an MVP, and I, I, I guess I can't call it Lamar a bust, but I think we've seen a ceiling. I, I don't think it gets any better with Lamar. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. And and you know, I wouldn't touch him with the. T- I would take. And you know how much I don't want Aaron Rodgers to be on our team, but I would, I I had, I had rather, I had rather take Aaron Rodgers than, than him any day, just because I think, you know, I think they're both immature to be quite honest (laughs) with you. I I do. Aaron Rodgers needs to say something in his defense, man. When I came out of the darkness, Something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. He's not sure, bud, but something certainly freaking changed. Well, until until he proves that he's not immature, then you know it, we'll 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 see. It, it could have changed all he wanted to, but I mean, but I just I just I, I wonder, you know, especially up here, everybody's kind of wondering why we're trying to open up as much cap room as we can, you know. Well, everybody knows that Simmons is fixing to get a big contract, and if they don't pay that man, everybody needs to be run out the building. But yeah. goodbye, but defensive Simmons, identity, man. Because th- this is exactly. the thing about Simmons; he might not be getting to the quarterback, but he, but he is. But he's allowing oh, yeah. other people to get to the freaking quarterback. You know, look at Danico Autry. Look at Harold Landry. I mean, these guys were just feasting on him. You know, last season and the season before that, just simply because of the presence of Jeffrey Simmons right there in the middle. You have to account for that guy. Oh yeah, most definitely. Well well, what's your take on why why do you think they're opening up so much captain? Uh man, I I fear they are trying to angle for Lamar Jackson. I do. You know, why would you be flirting around trading Kevin Byard or, or you know, Derrick Henry to grab that draft capital? I mean, are you going to try to move up in the draft? Or are you trying to find you a quarterback like Lamar Jackson or, heaven forbid, 
Aaron freaking Rodgers, man. I don't think that would work out with him saying he wants to to go over there to the Jets because, I mean, it's, oh, God, please, for the love of God, don't bring Aaron Rodgers to out of the darkness, <laughs> please something changed. Please just stay in the darkness, man. Let's just keep him there. <laughs> so, I, I couldn't tell you. It's It's, unless you're trying to move up in the draft, or, or pick up one of these marquee guys like, again, Lamar Jackson. DeAndre Hopkins has already gone out there and said he doesn't want to play for the Titans. And I don't know how I feel about bringing in another over 30-year-old wide receiver from another team like we've done so many times. It just has not worked out, man. So I just don't see what is out there to make you say we need to go get that guy. I mean, who else is left? I mean, what are you excited to trade for out there as far as wide receiver goes? You think they're going to let go of Jamal Chase or or Justin Jefferson? I mean, I wish they would, (laughs) but I just don't see that kind of stuff happening, man. Or maybe, or just maybe, they might be going back to get a hold of, uh, try to get a hold of a, uh, let's see, what's the guy's name? Oh, oh, yeah, that's right, A.J. Brown. So that that's a possibility possibility there. But as far as that goes, man, I just I really don't see that developing and becoming a storyline. I mean, it just that that boat has sailed. So as far as who they would go for, I just don't see anybody out there that's got us licking our chops saying to do so. Now, one thing I do want to touch on since we mentioned a little bit about uh, Miami and what could be going on there, is what's happened with these guys in, in free agency. Miami has gone out and I think signed everybody. And this was a team that had like the worst cap space available to start the, se- you know, the offseason here. So let, let me run down all the people they've picked up or re-signed. So they got cornerback Justin Bethel. Linebacker, Andrew Van Ginkle. You know, these are people they've re-signed. Now they've brought in Malik Reed from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, let's see. They re-signed wide receiver River Craycraft. They re-signed their fullback, John Lovett. They re-signed their cornerback, Nick Needham. You got the punter out of New England, Jake Bailey. You got wide receiver Jackson Braxton Berrios from the Jets, you signed a safety from Detroit, Deshaun Elliott. Now you've got an offensive lineman, Dan Freeney. you got a linebacker from the Titans, David Long. you got a tight end, Eric Subert. So you got uh, Mike White out of the Jets. you got another tackle, Jerron Christian. Or you resigned this guy, and you resigned Miles Gaskins, you know, the running back here. You resigned Duke Riley. You resigned Jeff Wilson. And you traded for Jalen freaking Ramsey, man. I mean, holy smokes, what an offseason so far. I mean, you want to talk about, again, my favorite to make a run for the Super Bowl. It's going to be this team. You know, it's uh, you, you got the best, two of the best wide, you got the best wide receiver tandem in the NFL with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Now you have the best secondary in the NFL with uh, Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey, man. I mean, it just, you have playmakers in all the spots that have made the AFC dangerous. I mean, look what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do. 
You got Josh Allen. You got Joe Burrow. These guys have been just chucking it down the field, and Miami said, come at me, bro. That is a setup there. Again, I mean, you know, look at what they did when Tua was healthy last year, and just and now all the pieces that they've re-signed and added. I mean, if Tua can stay healthy, I mean, I don't. I mean, this team is going to be tough. And and here's the thing about Tua: even if Tua goes down, I think Mike White has enough of an arm on him to keep these guys in contention. I really do. You, You look what he did with the Jets. The New York freaking Jets, <laughs> you know. So that's true. On that end, if you surround him with talent like this, I, I don't see nothing happening on on uh, draft day because simply because they've traded away all their draft picks, which, which kind of I, I guess I want to circle back to the Titans because you know that was one of the landing spots we've been hearing for Derrick Henry. You know, there's a lot of trade rumor, a lot of interest for the Miami Dolphins to trade for Derrick Henry. Trade what? What do you got to trade? (laughs) I mean, you've traded the entire 2023 NFL draft to everybody in the NFL that's not named Miami Dolphins. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, you you got some third round and some late round stuff going on. But I just don't see them picking up. a. I don't see the Titans parting with Derrick Henry for just a third round pick. I don't. No. No. And and I think, but honestly, I think. A second or a third round pick is fair for him, you know, given the market of the running back. I mean, as bad as that sounds, trust me, I am probably one of the biggest Derrick Henry fans. I've I've watched him ever since he was in college. Uh, I I love the way he runs. I love the way I love his attitude and everything else. But the way that the way that you know that position is looked at, I mean, that he he. He's not going to get very much, you know, out on the open market, you know, as far as trade goes. And I think it's stupid. I don't think we need to get rid of him. I think this is a case where he is much more valuable to your team than what you can actually get for him. And I just, you know, rumors are rumors and and they are what they are. But, you know, I don't – I highly believe that he will be in the two-tone blue cone – Come opening, oh, come opening weekend. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> but I mean that's I, you know going back to Miami. I mean they've they've just racked up, and you know hopefully David Long Jr. can have the same production down there for Miami that that he did up here for the Titans. And I mean even with their other people that they have picked up throughout the offseason, and I mean even Jalen Ramsey. I mean. Yeah, where is where is their weakness? You know, they've kind of reinforced the offensive line. I would have to say their, the running game. That is the only weak yeah. link they've got right now. So I understand Miami's interest for Derrick Henry. They just need to understand there's no ability for them to get Derrick Henry. I mean, it, I just don't see them having enough things to trade to, to get the, the Titans interested, man. I just really don't. No, and I think any first round pick or or any other any other kinds of picks are too far away for for what the Titans will want to do because they're obviously if they're going to go into rebuild mode they're going to go into you know rebuilding it and wanting to get it through the draft and wanting to do that stuff. But I mean, you you never know. The NFL is, is 
absolutely crazy, and that's one reason why everybody loves it because you never know what to expect. Oh, I know. So, There's so much parody, too, man. It's just the NFL, it's, even in the off season, they always find a way to steal the headlines. They, they really do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, now, you know, this is this is the 1st of April. We should be talking, you know, like we did when we opened the show. We should be talking about March Madness. We should be talking about the crazy games and, and this, that, and the other. And the main thing on, on TV now is free agency and, you know, what is Mr. Ayahuasca doing and how Lamar Jackson is getting treated the way he's getting treated and, you know, they did all of that stuff to themselves. Jackson did that stuff to himself. You know, the reports coming out about, you know, one of his business partners is calling other calling other teams to try to, you know, negotiate deals and he's not an agent and I mean it's just it's a mess and look and I swear to God, that was nothing but a professional plug by Lamar Jackson and his team, man. So, uh, apparently this dude has some sort of, like, weight trainer or, you know, some sort of workout mm-hmm. system. And Lamar's like, oh, no, this dude's never, you know, spoke on my behalf or, you know, contract talks, that kind of stuff. And then pretty much immediately he releases another workout video <laughs> using all this guy's mm-hmm. stuff. So, that, look, I ain't mad at it, but – uh you're working on getting people paid and not yourself. That means so it just, I think as much as people have been all over Lamar Jackson, I think it's warranted, man. You know, you're making so many stupid moves with your career right now. And, and the Baltimore Ravens have pretty much put themselves in purgatory with Lamar. Lamar's not coming back next season. He might not go anywhere this season, but he ain't coming back next season. I could guarantee you that one, but He's put himself in a situation where teams are like, no, dude, we ain't going to pay for that. And the asking price as far as compensation, Baltimore put it there like, hey, if you want to give all that stuff up, understand you're not going to be able to put nothing around them. So. Yeah, but, I mean, Baltimore basically did it. But I mean, even if even if some other team came up and told him we were going to give you $200 million guaranteed, all Baltimore's going to do, Baltimore's going to match whatever whatever they're giving, even though Lamar doesn't necessarily want to be there. But it's the ball, the ball isn't in Lamar's court. It's not. I mean, man. the he ball no is leverage at all. No, no, he doesn't. And and that's what I don't understand with with these guys wanting to play. <clears throat> excuse me. You know, it, it, they've gotten to the point now to where it's like, okay, well, my first contract is five is four years with the uh, with the fifth year option and everything else well okay this is year three so i'm gonna start negotiating my contracts i'm gonna i want i'm gonna hold out for this i'm gonna hold out for that you still have two more years plus two more option years if they want to franchise tag your butt for for two more years to hold on to you so you can't go nowhere now yes it it in in some ways you know it it kind of sucks for the player but Lamar has done this stuff to himself. You look, you look at what Josh Allen has done. Josh, Josh Allen has taken and he has his agent. He's done all the stuff that he needs to do. He's made $40 million more than Lamar Jackson has. And it's all because Lamar wants to be his own person and doesn't want to pay the, the 
one percent or or yeah yeah, yeah. just just to have an H. He's I mean, gonna lose you a know, lot more in this conversation than that one percent man. He, he really yes, yeah, and and especially if if you're you know how they have been saying that he's hard to get a hold of. He doesn't really want to talk to people and this that and the other. And if you've ever heard the man talk, he's not that you, I, I no he he's not. And I mean, I'm sorry. I would not, if I was him, I understand not want being, you know, wanting all your money. I, I, I get it. But when it comes to that contracting, you're going to have to sit there and read it and everything else. You think he's going to understand the words that are sitting on that piece of paper? <laughs> oh, I mean, man. seriously. Look, this is a Chris Tucker moment. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I mean, there's so much legal jargon in that stuff. And he's, you know, I wish I had an airplane noise right over his head, man. That is, this dude is treading water, you know. He he is going to put himself in a position. Look look at uh, Orlando Brown, what the Chiefs were offering him last year. And he's like, no, I'm going to test free agency next year. And he he takes almost $30 less. So what was it that I saw? I, I, I believe, I believe it was the Ravens offered him a hundred and eighty million guaranteed or something like that before the season last year, and he turned it down. And then he goes and he gets hurt, and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to play in the playoff game because he's afraid he's going to get hurt even more. Although he was cleared to play. And this that I I don't want someone like that on my team. I don't want someone like that with my organization. It it it, you know I I know the reference is getting old and the comparison is getting old. But you look at what you look at what Tom Brady has done. Yep. Over his career, and every it it almost sounded like every single year he was coming out and redoing his contract so that he could take and he could open up more cap room for them to be good and for them to him them to spread the wealth around to other people to get the pieces they need to stay in contention to go to Super Bowl to win them to to do all that stuff and you look at all these other quarterbacks and all these other people who are okay just give me the money this is all I care about the money and you know Circling it all back around to to you know what Bayard is, people people have thought that well Bayard's being selfish and he's not wanting to take a pay cut or anything else. Why wow. why should he? He doesn't. Ma- he's not making that much money. Why should he sit there and want to take a pay cut and and do all these things just to save a couple of million dollars? When we're already, we already have one of the one of the most cap. Um, uh, we're already under the cap, and and so there's they got almost fine. eight million dollars in cap space to to be able to play around with. So on that end, I'm with you, man. Leave Bayard alone. You know, this dude has been nothing but a pro, nothing but a mentor, and nothing but a foundational piece for the Tennessee Titans. Weekend and week out, he has showed up. He has not missed a game. He has not been somebody we looked at like, man, you really cost us on that one. You know, that is not a conversation you have about Kevin Byard. You talk about Kevin Byard and you talk about Tennessee Titan greatness and one of the greatest safeties to play this game. He's not the greatest, 
but he is one of the greatest to, to strap up on a Sunday, man. And this dude deserves every penny coming to him. Oh yeah. And, and this isn't, you know, this isn't Homer talk and, you know, in uh, in we're just rooting for our team and our players and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's the truth. I mean, I understand why, why GMs ask players to take pay cuts. And I understand, you know, they can, some people get upset about it. Some people are say, okay, you know, let's do it. You know, but there are hey, 31 is, other teams that would jump all over the opportunity to have Kevin Byard. Oh yeah, most definitely. Shoot. Send his butt down to my <laughs> no, no, no. I want Kevin. Welcome to <laughs> you know, oh, no. leave my Kevin I, alone. <laughs> no, I want him. I, I, I honestly, I, I think it'll get. I think it'll get fixed. You know, I, I hope it does. But I mean, I, I just it's it's ridiculous to see what some of these people are doing in free agency or what they're not doing in free agency and. No, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, com- well, I, I, I would say that, but Miami has basically done it. I was going to say you can't ple- completely redo your team and fill all the holes in free agency and still have, you know, room under the salary cap, even though that's basically what Miami's Miami done. Them. Look, and here's the thing about Miami. So let, let me, let me brag about them. They're not my team. I, I was a Miami Dolphin fan. Back in the you know the eighties the nineties when there wasn't a Tennessee Titans team you know and I, I remember watching Dan Marino and and all the things going on there, but here's the thing about this Miami Dolphins team, this team has bought in to win. They're like, hey, look, we want to have these dudes on the team. I'll take a pay cut. Let's bring them in, and, and top to bottom, these dudes went in and restructured their deals just so they can bring in some top talent in the areas that they needed. You know, which is a stark contrast from the Titans. The Titans are just oh, yeah. needing solid players. They don't need these star players. They just need some solid players to be a contender for the type of football they play. You know, look how the Titans play against Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati. These high-powered offense, the Titans just tend to grind them out, and it normally comes down to overtime or to the last drive of the game for these games to be yep. decided against the Titans. And Miami's taking the approach of, you think you can outscore us? Prove it, because we got some guys that can <laughs> shut you down. <laughs> you know? So, it's, uh, I, well, I'm down with both you, approaches, though. Well, let me ask you this. So, uh, there is a, uh, there is a uh, short jersey-wearing guy that is no longer in Dallas anymore. If you're, if you're Miami D. Yeah, if you're Miami, do you take a run at him? I mean, he is he is kind of a shell of of a running back that he used to be, but I don't know whether that that him just wanting to get out of Dallas and needing a change of scenery or you know what it is, but I mean, would you take a run at him? Well, I mean, he's a veteran that could help you out who has played in, you know, kind of big games. Now, th- there's a lot of 
they're not my team, so I guess I can't be uh, emotionally involved. I, I can't stand Ezekiel Elliott. He he looks like a freaking Ewok eating a bowl of cereal most days, and it drives me freaking nuts. <laughs> so, and, and the uh, what, what's the other show? The the movie The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Remember the uh, the cheerleaders mm-hmm. in the belly shirts? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like if you took those three, you get Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I mean, it's just not a good look. <laughs> but uh, on that end. I think I would see what he could do during the preseason. It wouldn't hurt to bring him in. If he's not a fit, he's not a fit. If the dude's legs ain't there anymore, you owe him nothing. You're gone. Okay. Sorry about your luck, bud. At least you put some tape out there for the other 30 teams that might be interested in you. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I think it's, you know, that that's going to be one of those pieces that falls, you know, during free agency or, or after the draft and, It'll be interesting to see where he goes, but I mean, uh, it's just it. It's kind of odd. I think you know you kind of see two quarterbacks really that are holding everything up. Now Rodgers has made his mind that he wants to go to New York, but I don't know how that deal gets done because both sides are are not willing to give up what they want. I can understand both sides. I mean, you know, the Packers are getting rid of their quarterback. Jets, man, they have completely gutted their offense, gutted a lot of their players and made transactions and moves to prepare for Aaron Rodgers. And why you're trying to hardline this thing and potentially screw this completely up for you is beyond me. You know, that general manager would be sitting down in front of me right now. Like, look, bud, You've got one fucking option, and that is to get this deal done. Well, but but if you're the Jets, I mean, I kind of understand where the Jets are coming from. Why am I going to sit there and I'm going to pay him, you know, what he's making? I'm going to take on all of his contract. I'm going to eat all of that. But at the same time, he may not play next year. Yeah, I may only get him for one year. So, and I guess that's kind of the, I guess that's kind of something that you kind of knew going in dealing with him. You know, is he only going to play one year? Is he going to have to go to another hideaway camp in order to make a decision on if he was going to play again or not and all of this other stuff? When I came out of darkness. (laughs) Sorry, continue. No, no, you're good. But I mean, but but, I mean, I, I do understand what the Jets are talking about, you know. I don't want to – I want some kind of security to know that, you know, we're going to take on all of this stuff, but I want him for at least more than one season. You know what I mean? And and I don't – I the Jets are, are willing to roll the dice for one year. You know, they're basically trying to, to well, I guess buy a, a, a playoff spot and buy a championship. But, I mean – I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't know if the deal gets done. I, know, I mean, crazy, what, what does, what does the Packers have to lose? The, the Packers have the money to, to, to pay Aaron Rodgers' contract and they'll pay Aaron Rodgers' contract and have him sit on the bench and, and have Jordan Love play. Yeah. I mean, they, now, they don't the other care. Thing. Do you think the ownership would allow Aaron Rodgers to sit the bench making that kind of money though? Man, it's so messed up up there. <laughs> no, <right>. Why not? <laughs> I mean, they, they, they bullshit, both, homie. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so. I mean, they they both hate each other, and that that relationship has turned toxic quick. 
So, I mean, why wouldn't you? Okay. So I'm, I'm paying. I mean, yes, you're going to have to hear it from the fans if Jordan Love doesn't come out there and he, he doesn't start playing like he can. But, I mean, seriously, though, I mean. And you certainly can't jerk this thing back and forth and put Rodgers back in. If you commit to Jordan Love, it's Jordan Love show until Aaron Rodgers is retired. And I, if this doesn't get worked out, I can honestly see Aaron Rodgers retiring. I, I don't see – he is too prideful to sit there on the bench and let Jordan Love come in, whether he's good or bad, indifferent, whatever. I just don't see Aaron Rodgers playing it out if he ain't going to the Jets. I think he's going to retire if that's the, the, the scenario that plays out. Yeah, but okay, so he sits there and he retires. Well, the Packers still have him under contract for two years. So whenever he, if he wants to sit out thinking that, well, I'm just going to sit out this year and, you know, the deal will get done in the offseason, they still have two years of control. So the Packers aren't going to sit there and do anything. Yeah, they have to eat that money that they're going to pay Rodgers. But, I mean, for, for a guy, you know, and I can even understand Green Bay's standpoint of doing it. For a guy who has sit here and gave you the middle finger after every oh, single no. offseason and, and put you through all kinds of hell on wondering what your quarterback is going to do, why not give him why not give him the middle finger back and sit there and say, Hey, <laughs> you know, we're gonna go on. You don't wanna go nowhere. Nobody wants to compensate us for for nobody wants to pay the price that you, that we want for you. So guess what? We're gonna put you at number two. You can grow your hair out, and you can become clipboard Jesus all you want to. And we're going but... to drug test you on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> 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 I mean, Jesus Christ, man! And look, and I'm I'm starting to question his mental cognitability, right? So, for one, again, he's a self-proclaimed junkie. You know, he likes to go down there and drink his ayahuasca and have these little hippie retreats in the darkness and everything. I mean, it's just a weird situation with this guy. Now, here's the thing. He's owed $59 million. And I hear a lot of people saying that's going to be the reason why he doesn't retire. I don't think he just has it enough between the ears with all the drugs he's been exposed to recently to really put one plus two equals I lose $59 million. I don't, and I don't think he cares. No, I, I don't. I don't think he does either. I mean, he makes too much money on the side doing commercials and doing all the other stuff. I really don't think he cares about. And, 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 and that's, this session's that's, power or presented by ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know that's that's crazy coming from you know people like us about not you know fifty nine million dollars to us. Shoot, yeah, go ahead. I, I will. Do whatever you need me to look, do. And, I, I'm I mean, up for adoption yeah. if you got $59 million. Look, man, <laughs> I'm body trained. My food is delicious. It ain't healthy, but you're going back for seconds. <laughs> but, I mean, I'll, I, look at the other side. What if what happens if the Jets don't don't get him? Where are they going? They've already said that they don't. They They're don't going play. to probably the first overall draft pick next year. Yeah, but I mean, what do they do? Do they let Wilson play play next year or this not. coming season? For their I sake, mean, I hope. I mean, well, for my sake, I hope so. But for their sake, I hope not. <laughs> you know, I mean, how can you go back to somebody you've benched twice in a season? Yeah, I mean, but but that's what I'm saying. If this doesn't get done. 
they're coming up against the clock to where there's not really a, I mean, yes, there's other quarterbacks that are serviceable that are out there. So don't get me wrong on that. But Uh-oh, are you, you saying have we might your have heart. a Kaepernick sighting? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> look, no, I think I understand Miami's long game here. They look we picked up Mike White in the uh the off season, but we'll trade him back to you for a second round pick. Miami's making things happen, man. I mean I'm just saying. Welcome to Miami. No man, it's it's been a, it's a, granted it wasn't as wild as last season with the Aaron not Aaron Rodgers well Aaron Rodgers again, but uh, Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson. I mean that was a wild off season last year. This season oh, yeah. certainly has its storylines, but man, it just the level of retard <laughs> in these storylines is just beyond me. It's like I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. This is why you don't eat glue. This is all I'm going to say. Don't eat the glue, kids. If you take anything from this show, don't eat the glue. (laughs) Now, (laughs) we've got about four minutes before we got to wrap this thing up. So I do want to plug a few things, you know. Again, this show here, we're put on by, by Glenn the Animal Man. This dude puts this thing on for us every monday morning so thank you for getting this thing ready for you guys on the ride in hope you guys are tuning in again you can always find us on apple and google podcast and on spotify guys so if you haven't gone ahead and hit that alert button on any of those podcast platforms you need to i mean that this show was pretty tame for what we normally do uh our rated r superstar didn't quite make the lineup tonight but uh i promise you he's going to be bringing the heat when he gets back in and wants to talk some trash about fau and the tennessee vols so definitely make sure you keep up with us and tune in for all of that if you haven't done so already find us on facebook that's where you're going to find all of our content between shows and man it is a seven day a week job on that platform as well so make sure you guys are checking it out again that's the weekend recap again on facebook one more time make sure you find us on apple and google podcasts and on spotify guys hit the alert button make sure you're searching for the weekend recap unless there's a beer ring on the logo you don't have the right one so make sure you find us and again hit that alert button now before we go I do want to introduce you guys over to the uh, new Tennessee Titans that have recently showed up there. Is it St. Thomas Park? Is that the name of the uh, the complex now? St. Thomas Park up there in Nashville. So yep. uh, I got this yep. lovely little bit. It's kind of a welcome tribute from the uh, from TennesseeTitans.com. So uh, let's let this bad boy roll real quick. The Titans made their first five free agent deals official today. All five were at St. Thomas Sports Park. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. You excited or what, man? Man, I'm pumped. It's great. Bringing the energy. I'm bringing change, culture, everything. We coming. Feels good, man. Feels right. I'm just excited, man. Excited to join the squad, man. It's a great opportunity. Um, I'm really appreciative of the opportunity that I've been given, and uh, I know that I'm going to prove those guys right, and can't wait to be out there. Titans are adding another defensive back, though. Today, they agree to terms with corner Sean Murphy Bunting. What's up, man? Tighten up, baby. Let's get it. I'm excited to be a Titan. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to grind with my brothers, man, and just be great. Y'all better tighten up. 
Sunday, Monday, Thursday. If it's a home game, we need you here. If it's away, we need you there. Look, man, I'm ready for the offseason to wrap up. I'm ready for September. I don't know about you, Chris, but the NFL draft is getting me antsy, man. I'm curious to see where they're going to go. We'll dive into that one a little bit more next week, but uh, always, always, always good to have you on, bud. But uh, until next week, peace, love, and hand grenades, guys. Peace. Peace.